Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. Pow, pop, 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 pop. Whoa there, pal. Wait until I've finished. Alright. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Dawson, pow, pow. <laughs> now you go. And I am Sam Delaney. Esquire, so what? <laughs> Attempting to trample all over my increasingly successful pot, uh, catchphrase. <laughs> I'm trying anything. Uh, it's got me. Pow, pow, pow has got me on the run. It's got me on the run. <laughs> it's making me knew panic. I was watching. I knew a te- it would. It was like I was watching a terrible, um, a, t- a brilliant but terrible documentary about Janet Jackson last night. On the BBC, oh, I recorded that. Off yeah, BBC Four. Is it good? It's one of those documentaries terrible. that's really lazily put together. So it's like, oh. and then Janet got to number one in the hit parade, <laughs> and the rest is history. <laughs> Just talking heads of people who are quite detached from her, like you yeah. know, someone who knew her mate once or whatever. Fair enough, but I don't mind because it doesn't. It's sort of an easy watch, and you just get to see lots of Janet Jackson you know yeah. videos and stuff like that and it's more like a, a trip down memory lane you don't learn much from it but it's very good anyway if you see what it's, i mean it's so, reassuring it's soothing it's not a, a a classic piece of journalistic documentary making <laughs> but it is a documentary about janet jackson so if you like janet yeah. jackson give it a watch anyway <laughs> yeah. there's a there's a bit in it where they go you know she she'd actually you know obviously she'd released a few albums already and had a bit of an acting career before she went mega huge it which was like in about 1986 mm. when she released control and someone was saying wasn't she in wasn't she in fame or something like that for a while she was in fame she was in different strokes yeah and she actually she played the girlfriend of the uh you know the older lad the not gary coleman lad and actually Willis. they they, they date yeah willis and they dated in real life and he said and he's in it right that's the level of interview he's in it because didn't he become a junkie or something yeah he, he went through all sorts of tro- trouble after different strokes because well, yeah, i thought he, he died said, but it wasn't because arnold died didn't he gary coleman yeah what did he die he of? died just complications of uh, being little <laughs> that's exactly what i thought but i didn't want to say it i think i'd heard the same thing anyway that, by the way, there is a great montage that you can get of Gary Coleman's sass in different strokes, just like one of those supercuts of all of his sassiest lines. Um, I'll share that with the counters later. It's a really Good. great Monday watch. Le- but, le- leading into an inevitable different strokes deep dive. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, she played his, and they dated in real life, and he's on it. He's going, yeah, she, she was my first love. He goes, in fact, I still love Janet. I'll always love Janet. And I okay, felt quite right. there. See me, I, mate. Well, we all love Janet, yeah. Anyway... They basically, getting back to the catchphrase thing, they said when um, 
so she had this breakthrough. She had like three albums that were very average and didn't really do much, and they were quite unambitious. And then all of a sudden, mm. once you got Jimmy Jam and Terry, what's his name, who were like Terry Lewis. Yeah, once they got involved and they they were like obviously Prince collaborators. They mm. uh they were Prince and the Revolution alumni. Then suddenly it went like major and she started writing her own stuff. And she had and someone said when when Michael saw she'd she'd had a hit, he was like, Oh, that's cute. Right. <laughs> and then when she had a number one, he was like, Wow, I can't believe it. My little sister's at number one. That's so great. He went but then when she'd had her third number one, he was like, Fucking hell. All right, uh, shit is uh, on. Your competition now. You are no longer my sister. And basically, that's how I feel about Pow, Pow, Pow. At first, I thought, oh, that's nice. And he's got his own catchphrase. That's nice for him. And then there was an incident where someone shouted it at you in public. And I was like, yeah, oh, nice, cute. That's good. Mm. It's doing well. I can't believe it. Yeah. I'm so proud. It's good for the podcast, which is good for me. Good for yeah. podcast, good for everyone. Now I can sense it's getting bigger and bigger. And now I'm like, fuck this. He, it's competition. I'm taking it down. I'm taking pow 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 down by any means necessary. <laughs> it's at the stage now where I um you're, you're going to ask me to collaborate with you on one of your catchphrases, which will be the equivalent of scream. A scream, which will yeah. be a, a, a creative shot in the arm. For so it's interesting. In uh, the your, your I haven't finished the documentary career. yet, but when they do the little preview of the best bits at the beginning, they play a bit of scream and. Mm. Uh, the, the, one of the talking heads says, by the time they did Scream, it was very much Michael needed Janet to collaborate with him rather than the other way around. And that rings true. And it's sort of like, if yeah, if I ask you to collaborate with me, it's the same thing. It'll be like, I really need a shot in the arm. I, I wonder if Andy will do a hybrid pow, 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 so what? I'm pow, Sam, so, Delaney, what, Andy, pal, Dawson, pal. I'll just say that I didn't hear any of that thing you just said about Scream because the internet connection went down, so you were basically talking into a void. But yeah. I don't know, was it worth putting in the episode? No. I'll leave it in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, power play, because it's really bad the li- content. The refle- listeners can decide. It reflects really badly on me as a podcaster. And a person. And a person, <laughs> yeah. There's somebody who didn't realise they were talking away without anybody else listening as well. Oh, mm. it was the whole thing. It's got the week off to a bad start, this whole episode. You're having a nightmare. While we're talking, while we're talking about um, music documentaries, I, um, I stumbled across one the other night on Sky Arts mm. about Susie Quattro. Oh, yeah. Now I thought, this isn't going to be much good. And it was two hours long. It was fucking great. <laughs> two hours of Quattro. Two wow. hours about Susie Quattro. It yeah. was fucking brilliant because, of course, she was caught up in the whole glam thing. She had two number ones in the 70s. What were which they? people don't really remember. Um, can the Can. Mm. And, um, oh, what was the other one again? Devil Gate Drive, of course. Devil Gate Drive. Down at Devil Gate, down at Devil Gate. So, anyway, yeah. And, of course, she was involved in... Um, Chin and Chapman, who wrote all those brilliant glam hits and then went on to write for Blondie, and she was caught up with Mickey Most, who was the oh, yeah. impresario and yeah. all of that. It, and it was, there's loads of stuff about her family. Because really? she got signed up and moved across to, to Britain from America. Yeah. And her family didn't take it well. 
Really? I'm not going to give any spoilers, but our family were fucking proper cunty about it. Well, yeah. they were livid with her for leaving the country. Yeah, well, they were. They were. The family were kind of uh, in a group, and she was in a group with her other sisters. Ah, oh, she ditched uh, them. Mickey Morse said, I want to sign Susie, but I don't want the others. Fuck I just the want others. to sign Susie. Mm. Yeah, fuck the others. And obviously, because she'd broken ranks, yeah. they didn't take it well. Um, they sent over, they had a Thanksgiving once where they did a tape recording um, of them all having the Thanksgiving dinner and mm. they were going to send it over to her so she could feel as though she was part of the Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. When she got the tape and she played it, all it was was all the family slagging off her bass playing. Wow. And just bitching about her. And they taped themselves slagging her off. They taped themselves doing she's, that and she's, sent it over to her. She's better off without them. That's awful. Yeah, hey, have this. Have yeah. a listen to this. We've had a party. <laughs> Taped it. It was fucking great. Best party we've ever had. We all agree. Mostly because you weren't there. Before you uh, before you switch it on, right? Try and recreate that Thanksgiving thing yourself. Roast a turkey. Get some veg. Get yourself all sat down. Maybe put a paper crown on. Then press play. <laughs> Fuck it Trust out. us, it'll Horrible. be well worth it. <laughs> Poor old Susie Quattro. Oh, I'll watch that. Yeah. It's I'll- really good. It's on Sky Arts and it's on Sky On Demand if you've got that or Now TV or whatever it's all on. Do you but, think uh, Sky yeah. Arts are delivering uh, better music documentaries than BBC Four these days? Uh... I do, do yeah. you? But but uh, do you know why? It's because they've got the financial muscle. That's they've why. Got more money. Because the BBC have been fucking screwed repeatedly by the government yeah. over the last ten years. So funding has been cut. Uh, it means that many of the projects that we've approached BBC for about doing music documentaries have been poo pooed. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's sky arts for me. Yeah. I mean, Sorry, people I would argue that, but... that that's an example of why we don't need the BBC. This isn't what I would argue, but the argument would go that they go, well, people think that the BBC are the only ones who will invest in anything of cultural worth or anything mm. that is, you know, slightly niche and doesn't appeal mm. to the lowest common denominator. And what Sky Arts are proving is that the private sector would always be able to deliver that itself. You know, mm. just as like whether it be Netflix or HBO or any other subscription model will deliver like really first class yeah. drama or comedy. But the BBC are commissioning original stuff, and I think Sky Arts are just hoovering up stuff that's already been made and putting yeah. it on. Yeah. So there we are. Two sides of the well, same Well, you can coin. certainly see the Janet Jackson documentary didn't have a big budget. I'll say that much. <laughs> was it? Was it? I mean, you got clips, though. You got clips from the videos and stuff. It wasn't like one of those those Beatles documentaries where they can never get clearance for the music. So they'll have some f- stock footage of Liverpool in the 1960s. Yeah. And then in the background, they'd be like, ding, 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 They couldn't afford to get the licence for the legendary Scream video, but someone had done a flick book rendition of it with little drawings of Stick Man. Stick Michael Jackson and Stick Janet Jackson. And you just saw some bloke's thumb like flicking a book of post-it notes. <laughs> so, yeah, kind of basically gives you the impression. Idea is Janet and Michael are up in some sort of spaceship and they've gone fucking bananas, right? Um, <laughs> and they're locked on, locked on a spaceship with each other. They can't have it off because they're brother and sister, which is frustrating. But it's like... But you the- can tell, but you can tell looking at them that they fucking want to. <laughs> anyway, and as for the song... I mean, you know, Especially well, it, him. It, it's called Scream. 
It's a great song. Anyway, there you go. That gives you the general sense of, of the track and the video that went with it. Yeah, that's how budget the BBC have become now. That's why we should have our own football roundup show on one of the channels that hasn't got Premier League access to yeah. footage. Because we could just do it with stick men, we could do it with flick books, we could do it with and you know, also of the other thing sauce. we the other thing we could do is just not really focus too much on the football, and yeah. that would be the trick. Yeah, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> is that Sky Arts? Yeah, I know it wouldn't be Sky because they've got the rights, haven't they? We'd have to call up someone like I don't, know if, I don't know if Sky Arts have though. Yeah, Sky yeah. Arts. Yeah, we want to do a football show. We want to do a football show. Oh, we don't have the rights and we haven't got the budgets to pay for them. Yeah, but here's the trick, see? You don't need to <laughs> fucking talk about the football. You certainly don't need to fucking show it. That's boring. What we do is we talk around it, you know. And they say, oh, what do you mean? Sort of like football banter like they have on uh, Soccer AM and our other um, hilarious football fan output. Yeah, you know, talk about the things around it, like your Susie Quattro, your Janet Jackson, <laughs> your Tease Maids, you know, ghosts, <laughs> that Riggin. kind of thing. <laughs> That's what people are interested in, see? We'll sell but that the into thing them. Is, that sort of thing's already going on in Scotland. BBC Scotland's got this show called A View from the Terrace. don't know mm. if you've seen it. It's very, very good. And it's just five fellas sitting around talking about football. You watch they that do on... have access to some of the clips. Um, you can watch it on iPlayer. Really? And oh, it's, I'll give and that it's, a go. It's, it's non-conventional football coverage. Well, the Scots have got their heads screwed on about a lot of, of this stuff, they have. haven't they? In lots of, lots of fucking aspects lots of, of ways, life. Lots of ways, yeah. yeah. Um, so you know how I hate facts? Yeah. Well, I've had to think again because I learned two facts oh. over the weekend, both of which, right. what's the phrase? Piqued my interest? Pricked That's my right, interest. Yeah. Peaked my interest. Please, please, though, please do never spell it P-E-A-K-E-D. Peaked. Right. It's not. It's P-I-Q-U-E-D. Oh, P-K, that's like, the, that's, like that, Nelson yeah. P-K. Like Nelson P-K, yeah. It's named after him because he was really curious. He was known as the <laughs> most was, curious Formula One driver. He, he was the most curious, one of the most curious <laughs> men who ever you know, lived. Yeah, you know what when, when it used to go in for uh, into the into the pits to do like a tyre change and put some yeah. more petrol in? Yeah. They had to strap, have him properly strapped in because he'd like kick getting out and try to like tinker with the engine and look yeah. underneath the car because he was get just out curious. And start looking through his encyclopedias. <laughs> yeah, he'd get out oh, and start chatting with. Let us out. Get out and just start start chatting with just anyone that was there. Just oh, so what do you do then? You know. What's keeping you busy these days? Ah, when he should have just been sitting there waiting yeah. to drive. Oh, that off. must be interesting work. Where does petrol actually come from? No, I know it's like oil, but what do they do once they got out of the ground to turn it into petrol? Because I've seen oil. Oil's black and it's really thick, but petrol—it's kind of like I don't gr- greeny brown, and it, it tastes different. I mean, you know, what's, what's, what's the difference? How do they do tastes it? Tastes different. What's the process? What are the Arabs up to when they convert it? What's their magic? <laughs> <laughs> now's not the time nelson we gotta get on with the race i'm sorry I just how can't... does it uh, uh, where is it because i go to the petrol station and that pump's really small how does that hold all the petrol what's going on <laughs> is the petrol all under the ground is that where they store it and if it so be. what what happens if you know like i chuck a, a fag end down the drain which i'm <laughs> you know I, I will do once in a while but as soon as i've done it i shat myself because i think hang on 200 yards up the road, there's a BP. So presumably, there's a shit ton of fucking petrol running through these drains up to the BP. I could just, I could blow up the whole fucking town. 
<laughs> so I mean, sometimes I'm tempted to go up the garage and chuck a faghead down just on the ground. I think it's my OCD. I won't do it, but sometimes I'm tempted, you know what I mean? It's devil's urges, you know. Jalapeño. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Jalapeño. Uh, so anyway, it peaked, these two facts piqued my interest, and then mm. I thought, well, that actually, maybe there is something in facts, and maybe I should, maybe I've, maybe I've judged facts too harshly, mm. you and be maybe, maybe I've not been exposed to top quality facts. You know, stay right kind of facts, stay educated. Yeah. Um, the fam, my family, I grew up around very stupid. Like none of them yeah. are educated. I was the first one to go to university. Do, do you think that if Barely you, any books if you, in the if house. you if you fork out for private facts, yeah, you'll get a higher quality type of facts? Well, I think facts are out there for everyone. Although God knows, austerity has done away with a lot of the libraries that people used to have access to. Yeah, exactly. And now, if so. you do, if you are lucky enough to have a local library, they'll have some of them only have like a few shit books, like a couple of Harry mm. Potter's and a Haynes yeah. Manual for a fucking old VW Polo. Some anyway, Jimmy Cooper. Yeah, yeah. but. Hmm. No, I do think that, you know, it depends what facts you grow up around. And like I say, my house wasn't full of facts. I wasn't mm. surrounded by the top quality facts. So it was it was incumbent upon me to go and search facts out. And perhaps I was lazy and mm. I didn't have the best facts. But uh, this weekend, my, my son, Len, who regular listeners will be familiar with, he revealed to me <laughs> that the most poisonous mammal on the planet is the platypus. Yeah. And it has poisonous legs. And I was like... Really? Len, with respect, mate, that sounds like bollocks. But he provided evidence from his animal encyclopedia, which he's a big fan of. And it turns out the platypus does have venomous legs. And um, it won't kill you. It won't kill a human. But the venom will cause excruciating pain. What the venom comes out of its legs? Legs. What, it's, what, it's got um. What's what the part word? Of its legs does it come out of? No, it comes out of the back. Of its back legs, right? So it can fire yeah. backwards. 
like you know like a James Bond car that has those things that open near the exhaust and fire missiles to whoever's chasing him I think that's the idea right. with the platypus so it's got little guns in the backs of its, it's legs it's got venom guns and it only secretes it only produces the venom during mating season Ooh. and it's to fend off rivals so like he's it's, chatting up yeah, yeah he's chatting up a platypus bird you know a Doris yeah yeah. And he's giving her all the smooth fancy talk. Oh yeah, I got yeah. me own. I got me own bit of the fucking river and everything. And I got a nice little rig dug out or whatever. I think yeah. they live in rivers, don't they? And and you never uh, believe who my mate is. My mate's Nelson PK. He <laughs> follows me on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. So I can get VIP up all the fucking Formula Ones if you're interested in that. <laughs> No, they do let platypuses in. You just go, well, they don't, but if I get you a chilby hat and a pretend moustache, it's easy to pretend you're just a little human. <laughs> and then we're getting the VRP, it's all free champagne up there. Yeah. Right, and so you're giving it all the smooth talk for mating season, and then some other cunt comes along, starts sniffing about, and yeah. you just you sense him over your shoulder. This is if you're a platypus. I'm asking you to yeah. imagine you're a platypus. You sense I'm him over trying your to, yeah. It presents him coming in, moving in over your shoulder. You think, fuck that, fuck off. And you finally just yeah. go, hey, have, some of, have some of this cunt. <laughs> ah! <laughs> fuck off, it's my territory. I've already got dibs on this. I've already got dibs on this. <laughs> very, it's very sexist. It is sexist. It doesn't, it doesn't give the female platypus any kind of agency whatsoever. I know, that's choose what, between the two men. That, that's why... We can never think of this in human terms because no. it's disgusting on every level. I mean, even the idea of mating season is sexist, but it is a fact. I mean, don't blame me, it's, blame Attenborough. He's probably the it, cunt who found it out. To be honest, mating season is not the worst thing in the world because if we had mating season as humans, it means you could just get all that out of the way in three weeks and then nice. everyone would just spend the rest of their time being productive instead of just trying to think about getting their leg over oh, all speak, the time. Speaking of that, my, you, you remember that I was interviewed by my friend about not being triggered very easily anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it was in this weekend's uh, Times. I think it was in the Saturday was magazine. It? Yeah. Right. So if any cunters have the, uh, have a login for the Times, yeah. which I don't anymore. I used to, but I don't anymore. <clears throat> but you can, if you register, you can get two free articles a month. All right, okay. two will be enough read the one about my sex life and then just read another one yeah just get a screen grab from the one about Sam's sex life and send us it and we'll just tweet it out oh yeah I'll do that you know, fuck, I can fuck do that, that. And then, can uh, you do that anyway right. yeah it's just about my mate wrote it about himself really and about how you know people as they get up men and as they get older are less like triggery so there's yeah, a, is, he, a good, is he untriggerable as well? Is he? He's pretty untriggerable. He's a bit older than yeah. me. He's in his fifties, and yeah. uh, he's pretty untriggerable. But uh, he'd, 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 he'd heard me. He'd heard me talking about the fact that I was not really triggerable on this podcast, and I thought that's yeah. nice. Listen to my podcast. Turns out he doesn't really. His son, who's like nineteen, does, and oh, I right, think okay. he just overheard yeah. it. And um, so anyway, that that was good. That was a highlight of my weekend reading about myself saying that I was kind of you know I was basically I'd reached 44 and had become sexually bereft I'd become asexual yeah I'd become just like a a fucking wasteland (laughs) my my genitals were um, just a wasteland while we're talking about dangerous animals and mammals and that just reminded me of something I saw the other day did you see this deadly brain shrinking fungus that they found in Australia no 
Fucking hell. A de- deadly species of fungi which can kill anyone who comes into contact with it has been found for the first time in Australia. Even Jeff Capes. Even Jeff fucking Capes. <laughs> it's got a toxic poison in it, right? Which makes your brain shrink, leading to a horrific Whoa. death. Uh, it's the only known mushroom with toxins that can be absorbed through the skin, and oh it causes a shocking array it. of symptoms. If you touch it, you'll get vomiting, diarrhea, fever, numbness. It can also lead to multiple organ failure. There well, you, you, know, you, you know, I I recently read the Day of the Triffids, right? And then I went yeah. on a fucking John Wyndham binge because I'd never read any John Wyndham, right? So I read Day of the Triffids, and then I read, I think I read five books. In the, I read that, then another four, all back to back. Bang, 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 bang. And it, it That was really, almost like pow, pow, pow there, but you changed well, the word. Yeah. See what you did it there. It was yeah. more like our, uh, it, was, it was more like stamp, stamp. Yeah. Stamp, stamp. <laughs> the post office sound. <laughs> I was like, read, 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 read. <laughs> Day of the Triffids, like, the thing about John Wyndham books is they're like, they're sort of dystopian and scary, but they're also believable mm. because he's not, it isn't like pure fantasy. It's all rooted in a kind of rational like point of view, right? And an yeah. understanding of what's possible. And to be honest, what you're describing there is not a million miles away from Day of the Triffids. It was like yeah. just through basic Darwinian evolution, some of these, fuck, we're all living organisms. And at the moment, us, the human, the homo sapien has been dominant. Yeah for many many years right but everyone is competing not just the animals all of us are constantly in a state of war and everything is evolving to become the dominant species because why wouldn't it why wouldn't yeah. it right the mistake yeah. humankind's made is to is to uh, misunderstand the fact that we as a species are one collective and we think that we're competing amongst each other which is just a mad distraction mm. it's like when different hooligan outfits have little subsector like like firms within them and are so busy yeah. fucking rowing amongst themselves yeah or like, like the e- even at West Ham in the old days there was like weird rivalries between very specific parts of the East End like you'll hear right. some you'll hear some like West Ham kind of old school hooligans and they'll they'll talk about Cannon Town as if they're talking about some sort of bizarre fucking fantasy place right where right. the people are, are like completely different for anyone else and I'm always listening to them thinking Mate, you live literally like a hundred yards from Cannon Town. <laughs> they go, oh, well, you know what he's like. He's from fucking Cannon Town. You know what they're like, right? Yeah, but that, that happens up here as well. Sunderland's separated by the River Weir, so there's the north side and the south side of Sunderland, and either side distrusts the other. Yeah, but Do at least I mean? there's a river divide. You can it Cannon Town. I mean, there's not like people will live round the corner from Cannon Town, but talk about <laughs> Cannon Town as if they might as well be talking about fucking New Zealand. <laughs> Yeah. I've like, just like they're talking you... about some lost Inca tribe. This this fungus, right? Look out for it because it looks like some carrots that are grown upwards out of the ground. So that's, at the that's moment, the it's just in Australia. It's just in but, Australia look, for now. But could, um, yeah, but that that's the thing. I, and I'm not. This is not a joke, right? This is what I've learnt from reading Day of the Triffids. That fungus will. I'm not saying it's got consciousness, but it will naturally be trying. The fact that the, the fungi family have suddenly evolved this subspecies, that'll be because, yeah. and that it can destroy man. Why? What is the point? Everything's got to have a point. Why is it evolved mm. to be able to actually poison and kill a man, right? Yeah. A human just coming in contact because it is seeking dominance, right? Yeah. And if exactly. it spreads and spreads and spreads, 
then we're the fucked. mushrooms will take over. And that sounds like a joke, but it's not. It probably won't happen because we'll probably destroy them. But you never know. Keep an eye on it. I mean, I've got, I've actually got a fungus problem of my own, not about my person, <laughs> but out Jesus. back. The other day I was doing the washing up. I look out in the garden, mm. right? And we've got like AstroTurf, right? right. Chain grass out back. Yeah. Because I'm lazy, I can't bother fucking mowing the lawn. Because right? you hit the planet. You don't want to grow grass that's going to contribute towards our oxygen. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Fucking yeah, Greta Thunberg. Right? Thunberg. Right? <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm gra- uh, I look out the back, and out of the blue, right? Because I, I have a mm. checkout in the garden most days. Out of the blue, almost overnight, about <laughs> 20 fucking... <laughs> About just going out the garden for a check before I go to bed I go do my rounds don't I I walk the parameter <laughs> check the grounds yeah I, I walk the parameter with my torch and a knife <laughs> right. anyway overnight about between 20 and 30 large mushrooms or fungal growths Fuck. have grown from underneath the astroturf they've, fu- they've wow. somehow wa- worked their way through the plastic membrane right Jesus and it, it must be because it's rained a lot heavily, but literally they've sprung yeah. up. And I'm obviously straight away, I'm thinking Day of the <laughs> Triffids. I'm thinking Day of the Triffids. And now, yeah. so I, I went out and I destroyed two. Um, <laughs> but I, was, I was with Len and he was like, don't, uh, they might be poisonous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all, I was do- all I was doing was kicking them. I was, ki- I was, I was smashing them with kicks. And yeah. um, in, so in the end, I got scared and ran back into the house. And now you tell me this. <laughs> I'm like, Christ. this is it. The mushrooms are taking over, mate. Well, the story, I, I, I did a search for it to read it out to you. And the first uh, result was the sun. So I've read that from the sun's website. And I've just scrolled out of the comments at the bottom. There's three comments have been left right. under it. Uh, one is by someone called Fubar. He says, uh, booking a flight to Aussie to get some and get the MPs to touch it. Oh no, they haven't got any brains, so it won't work. Uh, great. Good comment there. Great satire. Fubar. That reminds me of Peter Cook. Yeah. Yeah. Or, definitely. Yeah, that was the week that was or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Big Jim says, well, don't touch it then. Uh, <laughs> fair point. Yeah. And then uh, Fred Bloggs, he says, some of the foodstuffs and other edibles that foreigners try to bring through customs is ridiculous. <laughs> this is possibly one that escaped the eagle eyes of the customs officers. What? <laughs> it's just growing in Australia. No one's brought it over. It's I can't believe thinks, it. Yeah. I can't believe it. I can't believe we've let the Aussies bring this poisonous trippid into our country. That's not what the story says. No. Yeah, but I'm reading the subtext, didn't I? Yeah, it's only a matter of time. Yeah. Before the, Mus- before the Muslims get hold of them. Yeah. So I think there we are. Um, reading comments from the Sun's website could become a new feature on this podcast. Could become a new fe- feature, yeah, but yeah. it might be too upsetting. I, I tried to avoid those things. It could. It's funny, we'll but see. it's upsetting. Uh, there it's was one other fact which is probably more commonly known, but it was not known to well, me. I was. I'm gonna say, can we close it there? Because I've got to go buy darts tickets soon, and we've run out of time for this episode. Do you want to steal it for the Tuesday mailbag episode? All right. Tune in tomorrow for the Tuesday Mailbag episode where I will be revealing the second interesting fact I've learnt this week. And just before we go quickly, uh, results and predictions and all that. Uh, you got six, results bot got five, I got two. You're on 38, I'm on 35, results bots on 27. I hope you're happy. I'm fucking delighted, mate. 
All right, TTFN. TTFN, dickheads. Oh.